Good morning, good chodesh. Welcome to all those joining us for Likut HaLachas. Yoradea, Chelek Sheni, Hilchas Mila, Halacha Dalet, Paragraph Chof Dalet. We dedicate the learning today, Lilo Nishmas, Yentefradel Bas Rabbi Shua Aryeh, Harini Kapuras Mishkova, and for a complete refuah shalema for all those that need it, including Chaviva Chana Bas Galia, Idis Bas Miriam Brindel, and her grandson Akiva Pinchas, Fruma Bas Genesia, Necherochel Bas Hindaleya, Dvoira Gila Simcha Bas Chava, David Ben Behia, Shendel Bas Leia, Shlaminisa Ben Mazel, Rivka Bas Yantamachla, Ram David Ben Chana, Saragitl Bas Chana Riva, Hindachasa Bas Chana, Maryam Esther Bas Saragitl, Daniel Ben Rivka, David Lei Ben Shena, Yudugaria Ben Bernice, Yuspendel Bas Avilan Bas Yuspendel, Sarocha Bas Yuspendel, Soraleya Bas Chavaliba, Chavaliba Bas Merim Dvoira, Peretz Elio Ben Soraleya, Shimon Eliezer Ben Rochel, Rochaleya Bas Malkida, Yisrael Nosen Ben Malkida, Shloimoi Ben Rivka Sprinza, Besorich Shar Choyle Yisrael. Rabbi Nelson is discussing the holiday of Purim now as it relates to chapter 61 in Likut Imran, where Rabbi Nelson speaks about the concept of Zman and Lomalam in Azman. Based on what we've been learning here too now, we'll be able to understand the incredible miracle of Purim, which was especially based on Esther being taken to the house of Achashverosh. Because the evil kingdom, which, which tries to overpower Klal Yisrael when we're in exile, their main power is Tachas Hazman within the constraints of time. As a result of the fact that the high-level seichel of lemalam and azman is hidden from us. The Pesach says, when you'll be in, in prison, when you'll be in a constriction, and all of these terrible things will happen to you at the end of time. Bi'acharis hayomim. Rav Zal says, note those words. Bi'acharis hayomim daiko. Shehi bechinas tachas azman. The Torah is stressing this point at the end of days, meaning we're under the control of time. Kemavur sham baharoshe prokmanal besimanayintes. As Rabbein Zal also speaks about this in the, in the short paragraphs that we have of chapter 79 in the second half of Likud Imran. V'yalkein ikar ha-tikun v'ikar ha-ga'ula minagolos hu'alidei Moshiach. And therefore the main solution to the exile of the Jewish people and the main redemption will be brought about through Moshiach because as we explained in the previous year, 
Moshiach is above the concept of time. He is the one to whom the Pasuk says in Tehillim, He's a newborn baby. And therefore, because this was at the end of a long exile, and because Achashverosh and Haman was so powerful at the time, therefore they thought that they're going to really succeed in defeating the Jewish nation by capturing Esther, by taking Esther to the house of Achashverosh. Ki Esther hi ho'isho yiras Hashem haklulo mikol hanoshim sheboilam. Because Esther Hamalka, she is the one about whom the Pasuk says in, Sh- in Mishlei, she is the, the woman <coughs> of gr- with great respect for Hashem. She's a composite and representative of all the women of the world. Shekol seder hazmanim tolui bo, whereby, as we learned in the previous year, women are especially at, under the control of zman, and all these zmanim are dependent on her, ubo tolui hakoil. And everything is dependent on her. She is the Malchus, she is the Shechina. So that the person who is Zeche to take Esther with holiness and purity, the, the greatest Tikkun will be accomplished through her. Because by a husband, by a man taking Esther and elevating her, he'll be elevating Zman and connecting it to Lamala Me'azman. Because Rav Nosenzal explains now, on the level called Lamala Me'azman, over there there's no need for Tikkun. Over there everything is perfect. Oilam Haba, Keser, Le'at'atik, Le'malam Azman. Over there, everything is good. There's nothing to repair. Ve'ikr ha'tikun, kishayoritim le'bechinas tachas azman, ve'ein nilkodin shon, rak zoichin le'hizgaber keneged taivas azman, u'mekashren u'malen bechinas azman, le'bechinas le'malam azman. The main tikun, the main repair of everything, requires going down into Zman and not being trapped there by all the negative forces, by the Sidrachra, but rather being Zoycha within Zman, within Olam Haze, within this world, to overpower all the Taivas Royce and Midois Royce and thereby be able to attach and elevate Zman and connect it to Lamalame Zman. As we explained earlier in paragraphs Gimel and Dalit at length, Ba'arichus. This is the whole concept of holy matrimony between husband and wife. When a husband and wife are to get married, Bigdusha, this is what's being accomplished. The wife represents Zman, the husband is Lamalame Azman, and through their union, when they unite Bigdusha Betara, the husband is elevating Zman to Lamalame Azman and making a major tikkun. The canal, as we discussed earlier in this halacha, Vachovein Heitev. Rab Nosanzal says, understand this well because this is very important.
but in the opposite situation, when when the person when Esther when the when the woman is being taken not bigdusha and not betahara, then lehepech then it has the opposite results. A person who is poigem in the woman, in taivas noshim, in that whole area, in, in tikkun abris, who noifel tachas azman yoiserachmon then that man falls under, completely under and beneath the control of zman. This was the, the concept of the sin of Odom Rishayim, whereby the decree of Hashem was, It didn't have to say the words, It could have just said, when you'll eat, you'll die. The Pasuk says, On the day that you eat from it, you're going to die. Rabbi Nelson says, Every word in the Torah is very precise. The fact that the Torah uses that wording, specifically, is implying that by committing this sin, you're, you're falling under the control of Zman. And therefore, the sitrach, or the forces of Tuma thought that by capturing, Ahash, by capturing Esther and bringing her to Ahasuerus' palace, through this they'll be able to draw through her all, all of the Zman and all of Klal Yisrael, under the control of Zman. Because the entire Seder of Zman is dependent on the woman, and especially Esther, who is the queen of all the women. And once the Sidrachra would succeed in, in being Machnia, Esther, and all the women, then they would be able to overpower the entire Jewish nation. Who are supposed to be drawing all of our holiness and all of our strength from above, from Lamalam and Azman. And this is why it says there in the Megillah, that many, many women were taken to Ahasuerus' palace in order for him to choose the one who he would want to be the new queen. So it says that when each and every other woman came, after her being given 12 months to beautify herself with all types of perfumes and cosmetics and everything, because once again, the Pasuk is specifying who cares how long? Why does it have to be in the Torah that they were there for 12 months? Could have just said that for a long time, or it didn't have to say, could have just said after they went through this whole procedure of beautifying themselves. But the Pasuk mentioned specifically 12 months because the entire Hizgabrus of Pigama Bris is connected to Zman. Shetolibo, Shetolibo, which it's connected to, Shekobo Mishne Masachodesh. And all of time is represented by this number of 12 months. Question? 
question in the chat, how is man lemalem in Azman if he represents Zerampin, whereas the woman who represents Malchus, both are still within Zman. Man is not born in Oilam Haba, which is Bina, which is Lamalam and Azman. The answer is, once again, this is a very, very important Yesoid in Kabbalah and in Hasidus, that everything is relative. When we speak about man versus woman, woman is more Tachas Azman, and compared to the woman, the man is Lamalam Azman. The man is the one who has more mitzvahs, more obligations. The man is the one, the woman is exempt from mitzvah saseh shehazman grama. We spoke about this previously. The man is not. So man, even though, if we're speaking within the physical world, both man and woman are within zman. But if we're speaking in spiritual terminology, we're speaking about male versus female, female is zman, male is lamalam and azman. Female is oilam hazeh, Male is Olam Haba, even when the man is in this world, compared relative to each other. However, what Achashvei Rosh and Homon didn't know, and what the Sitrachro didn't realize, is how great and awesome a Tzadekis Esther Amalka was. And she was to such a level of beetle of nullifying herself completely to Hashem to the point where the Zohar Kodesh reveals that Ahashverosh never touched her, never came into physical contact with Esther. As it says in the Tikune Zohar, Tikun Chafalif, page 57, that, that every time that Ahasuerus wanted to have contact with Esther, a female shed took her place. And it appeared to Ahasuerus as if this was Esther. He, didn't, he couldn't tell the difference. And this is what it says there in the Megillah, when it came to Esther's turn to prepare herself for Ahasuerus, <coughs> she didn't ask for any perfumes, any cosmetics, any special baths, zero. The opposite of all the other girls, where it says clearly about them, whatever the girl asked for, whatever type of perfume she wanted, whatever type of powder and creams and everything she wanted, she was given to bring with her, to, to present herself to Ahasuerus. Shemilu was called Taivas Libon Bechemdas Hazman. So that all of these other girls, all the non-Jewish girls there, all filled their hearts' desires with the, their desire, with the, 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 the ultimate level of, of Taiva, of Zman. Again, as it says there, they, for, for a 12-month period. Whereas Esther didn't ask for anything. She nullified and negated her Gashmias totally to, to become totally spiritual 
which made it impossible for Achashverosh to have physical contact with her because she wasn't physical. She went above physical. She had complete beetle. And she was substituted by this shade. Rak Atara, but just the opposite. And, and what happened was, the plan of this Sitrachra was flipped over completely, turned around completely. As it says in Koheles, that there are times when someone, when Achashveirosh seems to be overpowering Esther, he's conquering her, she's taken captive into his palace, but it's only to his detriment to bring about his downfall, the downfall of Haman. Because Esther succeeded in turning around Achashverosh completely to fulfill her will, to, to, to murder, to kill all the enemies of the Jews. And all of this was assisted through the great holiness of her husband Mordechai, who guarded her and protected her all the time. As the Gemara says, she would purify herself from being in the presence of Achshverosh and prepare herself to be with Mordechai. And then, not only did the, was the Malchus of the Sitra not able to overpower and defeat the Jewish people, the Malchus of the Sitra which is within time, by Esther being taken to Achashverosh's palace, but rather things turned around completely in the opposite direction. That this Esther succeeded in elevating all the holy sparks that were found in the domain of the Sitrachra, in the Malchus of Evil, that were found within time, and she brought all of those holy sparks to Mordechai, thereby succeeding in elevating and connecting everything to to the point where the, the forces of the zodiac, Shehem Seder Azman, which define the times, which seemed to imply, based on Haman's calculations, all the signs of the zodiac seemed to imply that the 13th of Adar would be a time that the Jewish people would be destroyed. Things turned around completely in the opposite direction. Whereby on that day, the day that Haman thought his power would be greatest, instead the Jewish people succeeded in, in overpowering all of their enemies, in, in ruling over all of their enemies. Because they were zeched to nullify the zman, and they were zeched to elevate the time 
and plug it into Lamala Mezman, Shisham Nishape Khakoyla Up there in Lamala Mezman, over there there's only good, there's no evil, there's no left side, there's no negativity at all. And this explains also why the Megillah begins with the words Vayehi Bimeach and it was during the days of Achashverosh's kingdom. And the Gemara tells us, Whenever a story begins with the words it implies trouble, big trouble for the Jewish people. Because as we've been learning throughout this halacha, all of the suffering and problems and crisis is within Zman. Within what's taking place, within days, within time. And therefore the miracle of Purim was especially, especially affected by going above Zman. As we said, Achashverosh couldn't sleep. We said in the previous shir that the sleep was pushed, sleep which is Zman, which is the Iker Zman, was disturbed. That's what resulted in everything being turned around for the benefit of Klal Yisrael. question in the chat. It seems that the miracle of Purim did nothing for Esther personally. Even more, it looks like <clears throat> at that time she finally came into the domain of the Sitra She stopped being the wife of Mordechai, came into physical contact with Ahasuerosh, and even had a son with him. So how does this go together with all Rav Nosazal saying here? The answer is there's the Pshat, there's the simple reading of the Megillah Esther, where you get one, one impression. Then there's the Gemara, which fills in a lot of missing information. The Gemara says that she went, she didn't leave Mordechai, that she went, she was, the Gemara seems to imply she was with Achashverosh, then she dipped in the mikvah, and then she was with Mordechai. But the Tikkunei Zoyar fills in that don't worry, when it says she was with Achashverosh, she was in the palace. But Achashverosh couldn't touch her, couldn't have any physical contact with her whatsoever because she is the Shechina Akdosha. She is the holiest, she is the holiest of all the women. Esther is Bigimatria Shoshana, which is the nickname of the Shechina. The Shechina in Shira Shirim is called Kishoshana Ben Achoichim, like a rose among the thorns, Kain Rayosi Ben Habonois. And therefore, a, a shed stood in for Esther, so Hashverosh didn't touch her. Regarding the son that was born from them, we have to see what the Zohar Kodesh, what the Arizal, how, what they say about that. I'm sure there's explanations for that. But here again, there's, there's learning this on different levels, where on one level a person gets a certain impression, a person learns more and learns deeper, they get a whole new, clearer impression of what's going on. Any other questions, please?
with this we complete the topic of Purim for now, and now Rav Nosanzal goes back to the topic of Gerim, which we touched on previously. And based on what we're learning here, we'll be able to understand why in order for a ger to convert, it requires coming before a bezin of three judges. And the Torah tells us that when you have a quorum of three, that's when judgments, all kinds of judgments and major decisions and important procedures can take place. As the, the Gemara tells us, that we learn this requirement of three judges. For Gerus, we learn it from the word Mishpat. Ksiv Bey, about a convert, there's a Pasuk that says, Mishpat Echod There will be one Mishpat for you, for all the Jews, and for the Ger. The Gemara says, Ma Mishpat Bishloisha, Av Ger Shebol just like mishpat requires three, so to a ger, the process of gerus requires three. And now Rav Nosanzal explains, Kikol hamishpatim heim levarer ho'emes minasheker. Whenever people are going to court, what it's really all about is being able to clarify the truth from the falseness. Because the two litigants that are coming to court, one of them is disagreeing with the other. One of them is lies. Exactly. And the court, the court has to be able to clarify the truth. And to bring forth justice, true justice. And this is why it requires specifically a minimum of three. Because it's impossible. In this Olam HaSheker, it's impossible to clarify the truth without connecting to to the Olam HaEmes, to the world of truth, which is above time. Sheshom Iker Ho'emes, that's where the real truth is. Kikol mi shemilkat bebechinas tachas hazman, nechaz boy hasheker beyoser. Because the more a person gets trapped in time, in the time of this world, the more a person thinks they have time and they're living a, a materialistic type of life in this world, <coughs> the more the sheker becomes attached to that person. Because it's within Zman that you have all of the lies and the trickery and the denials. The Kaniragam Bechosh, Rav Nosanzal says, as we see in real life, When do you have lies, people lying and denying things? When, when time goes by, meaning... Let's say Ruvain lends Shimon a thousand dollars. That minute when Ruvain lends Shimon the money, Shimon is not going to say, you never gave me any money. At that point, 
It's impossible for Shimon to say, you didn't give it to me. And so too, within the next couple of hours or the next couple of days, usually, if in, in any semi-normal situation, Shimon would not be able to deny that he ever received the money. The person doesn't have the chutzpah to deny it if it's so close to the, when, when they receive the money. It's only after a long period of time goes by, six months, a year, then sometimes Shimon will find excuses to deny that he ever got the money. As the Gemara points out towards the beginning of Masech Bab Metziah, where the Gemara says they're regarding regarding a borrower denying that he ever got money from a lender, the Gemara says, Shema Safek It's possible that Shimon the borrower is thinking, you know, I think I once lent Ruvain money. I seem to recall something like that maybe a few years ago. Maybe I lent him money and maybe he never gave it back to me. So maybe now that he lent me money, maybe I don't have to give it back. Because all cases of denial, where somebody denies that they received money or that they owe money, it's usually based on this concept of milvi yeshana that Gemara speaks about. Which is based on a length of time, that after a long period of time goes by, people start doubting and questioning and thinking, who knows, maybe he really owes me money. And that's where all types of lies and denial come from. Because when we go to above Zman, there there's only Emes. It's called the Oilam Ho Emes. And this is what the Pasuk says in Nishlei, when it speaks about when Moshiach will come, it says, Sfas Emes Tikoin Lo'ad, that truth will be established permanently, eternally. When? In the future. That's talking about above the concept of time. That's this term eternally, forever. And the Pasuk continues, the ad argia leshoin sheker. Ki hasheker hu bebechinas tachas azman. Lies and falseness are within time. Shehu oiver kerega kalo ketzel oiver. Whereas in reality, time flies by like a fleeting shadow. Kimi sheyesh loilev lahoven. Because a person who understands, hu royesh shekol hazman hu rega kalo. That person realizes that the all time is a second, that the time is flying by so quickly. As we see in real life, and as the Sforim tell us, so therefore we conclude that where lies and falseness come in, within time, within the framework of time. And it's for this reason that it's impossible to ascertain and clarify the truth, the true justice, unless you have a court of three, 
because a quorum of three represents a certain shleimus of das. Ki bezn shel shloisha heim bechinas tlas moichen chachma binadas because a bezn of three represents the full spectrum of seichel which is chachma bino and das. Sheheim bechinas shloisha avos corresponding to the three forefathers Avram Yitzchak Yaakov bechinas shalosh regolim the three holidays. From which we draw these three moichim. In order to elevate this physical materialistic world, which is man, to elevate it to lamala meazman. And that's why it's a court of three that have the ability to clarify the truth from within the Sheker. As a result of the fact that as three, representing Shleimus Hadas, they're able to connect to Lamala Me'azman. And this is why the Gemara says in Shabbos, Kol Hadon Din Emes La'amitoi, any court that brings out the real truth, they become partners with Hashem in the creation of the world. Ma what's the connection? Watch how Rav Nosanzal explains this. The Gemara says there, Ksiv hocha v'chol ha'om nitzavolecha min boikerad orev in Parshas Yisroi, where Yisroi is analyzing how Moshe Rabbeinu is judging the people. And Yisroi says there, you can't do this all by yourself. You can't have this situation where the entire nation is coming to you from morning to night. Uchsiv Hasan, and by the creation of the world, it says, it was evening and it was morning. So the Gemara makes the connection between the two showing that a person, a court that judges properly, become partners in creation. Rav Nosanzal says, Hainu Kanal. This fits beautifully with what we're explaining here. Ki hadon dinemes lamitoi hu oile umekasher hazman lebechines lamalamezman. Because a court which gives forth a true judgment, they are succeeding in taking this physical world, the materialism, and connecting it to this the olam sheker and connecting it to lamala to the emes shemisha mikro emes that's where the real emes is coming from shezel bechinas meiseberishes and this is also what was taking place in the beginning of creation shenem boy where it says vayhi ere vayhi voiker yoim echad it was evening it was morning one day. V'dosh Rabbi Seinuzal and Rashi Kodesh points out there, Shaloynemar Yoim Rishayim. Rashi says, if you look at the subsequent days, it says Sheni, Shlishi, Revi, Chamishi. Why doesn't it say Rishayim, which is the proper, the, the normal flow of, of day one, day two, day three? Why does it say Yoim Echod? Loymar Echod, to teach us something very important about that first day. That when creation began, Hashem was alone in the world. There was only one. There was only Hashem. 
היינו שבתחילת הסחפוס הזמן, שהוא ערב הרקר הראשון, when time began, which is during that first day, the evening and day, that first evening day, ברואי השם יספורך באופן זה, שיהיה כוח לצדיקים להשיג שלמוס הדס. השם created it in such a manner that the צדיקים will be able to achieve perfection of דס, which means לכלוי ולהלויס הזמן לשלושים, by being able to take time, this physical world, and connect it to above time. שזה בחינס ויהי ערב ויהי בויקר יום אחד. This is the concept that there was evening, there was morning, that's time, יום אחד. And we're connecting the זמן to אחד. שהו ערב הבויקר, קלוליס הזמן, night and day, morning and evening, which represent all of time, הכל נכלל בהו אחד יוחד המיוחד ברוך הוא. All of it is connected to and part of one, the one and only Hashem, who is above time. And therefore, a court that judges with real emes, they are, they are partners with Hashem in creation, because it's impossible for a court to be to bring forth the, the real truth without what took place at the beginning of creation. It was evening, it was morning, one, one day. Not, for, not, not the first day, one. By elevating the night and the morning, which represent the total time, and connecting it to the one, the ultimate oneness, Hashem, who is above the concept of time. Any questions? And therefore, Hager Shebole Hizgayer, this non-Jew who's coming to convert now, It's impossible for the Ger to come and enter into the holiness of the Jewish people who are above time without a Bezin of three. Because the Torah uses the word Mishpat by the Ger, and therefore it's specifically a bezin of three who represent this mishpat, this true mishpat, they are the ones who convert, who can convert converts. To elevate him to above the concept of time, and by being elevated above time, that's what enables him to enter into the holiness of the Jewish people. This is the concept of true mishpot, which comes from Olam Haba, which is the Olam Ho'emes, as it's called. Through a court of three. 
Remember, the Pasuk says, Mishpatei Hashem Emes. The Torah is called Emes, and the Torah is Tiferes, which is Yaakov Avinu. The Pasuk says, Titain Emes Liyakov. Yaakov Avinu is Emes, he is number three. He represents, he is the Koilel of all three of Oisach Now, Rav Nosazal goes back for a moment to Megillah Sester, and he adds a little piece, paragraph Chavov, that when, when Vashti insulted Achashverosh by not being willing to come when he summoned her, it says that Achashverosh, the king, gathered all of his wise men who know the times. Because true mishpat is dependent on those chachamim who know the times, specifically, bechinas, as the Torah says about shevet yisachar, umibnei yisachar yoidei bino loitim, that from the tribe of yisachar there were chachamim who were yoidei bina, note bina, like the question we had before, they are above the concept of zman. Lodas Mayase Yisrael, and thereby they know what the Jewish people should be doing. She'iyev she'levarer ho'emes, lo'hoiroiz mishpat emes. It's impossible to clarify the truth and to bring forth true justice, hein ben odom l'chaveiroi, whether it's between man and fellow man, hein klal ha'hanhokoiz b'avoides Hashem or whether it's regarding how a person should conduct himself in serving Hashem, lodas mayase Yisrael, to know what should the Jewish people be doing, leida mashi Yisrael tzrichen to know exactly how the Jews are supposed to behave in this world, kiim yoidei bino loitim, the only ones who are qualified who really know that are those tzaddikim who are on the madrega of Yoidei Bino Loitim. She'elu heim ha-tzaddikim ha-gedoilim mevinei mato be'emes. These are the real highest level tzaddikim who really understand. She'yoidim Bino Loitim. She'yoidim u'mevinim soid ho'itim v'azmanim. These are the ones who know the soid ho'ibur that we spoke about in the previous shurim. Who know the secret of all the different times and how to be able to connect all the different times to and this is why we find at the end of the Megillah that there were many, many non-Jews who converted at the time because converts are a major, major part of the miracle of Purim. Paragraph Chavzayin. V'alkein, Moshiach yizkeh lemishpat emes b'shlemos. And this is why the Torah tells us that Moshiach will achieve the highest level of true mishpat, true justice. K'meshikosav b'kam apsukim, as we find this in several places. As it says, the Shofat Betzedek Dalin. He will judge the poorest of people with righteousness properly. There's another Pasuk, Yishpoit Aniyayam. He will judge the poor people of the nation. He'll elevate them. 
And the Pasuk says in Tehillim, Le'emes yoitzi mishpat, ki moshach yizke lahaseichlo shubachinas lamala miyazman. Because Mashiach is going to be the one to be zeichet to this incredible high-level seichel of lamala miyazman, shaydezeh zeichem lemishpat emes, through which a person is zeichet to true justice. One more final appendix that Rav Zal adds to this halacha. We spoke about the union between male, husband and wife, male and female. Vialkein zivug nikra b'shem oina. And this will explain a, a mystery. We find in the Torah, in Pasha's Mishpatim, where it speaks about the requirements that a husband has towards a wife and a wife has towards a husband, when it speaks about the union between husband and wife, it refers to it as oina. He is not allowed to withhold the oina from her, which means the time that they spend together, the husband and wife. The time. Because the whole concept spiritually of a holy union between husband and wife is all about uni- uniting and attaching the zman, which is attached to the woman, to lamala miyazman, which is the concept of a man. Shemishom shoyrish chaheloda. And that's where the whole co- the ability to bring a new soul down to the world, to give birth to children, comes from lamala miyazman. V'kamuvan bahamaisanal shaloyiver as we see in the story in Sipurim Isis, the story of the seven bettlers, the first day, the blind bettler, which we spoke about earlier, a few shiurim ago in, in this halacha, and that bettler was above the concept of time. He said he's the oldest and the youngest. And so too the other elders that gathered together in that story, all of them achieved a certain level of lamala me'azman. And each one praised himself about how far back he remembers referring to when they, when they were born. The first one said he remembers when the umbilical cord was, was cut. And the second one said, no, I remember even when I was inside my mother's womb. And the other one further back. Until the, the older bettlers said they remember when the, when the nefesh entered, and the other one remembered when the ruach entered, and the other one entered, when the nesham entered. And the blind bettler was greater than all of them. The Omar, he said, I remember everything that all of you remember, and I remember nothing. It's from that nothing, from that ayin, from that ein soif, that infinity, that's the source of all births. Because that's the highest, highest possible source 
of all, where all souls originate, kamuvan lamaskil, as is known to those who are knowledgeable in Sifrei Kabbalah. Nimtza, we conclude therefore, that the source, the origin of birth, of where, where a, a soul comes into this world, it originates from from above the concept of time. Baruch Hashem, with this we conclude this halacha. This halacha was a, a little bit long and not easy. The spiritual concepts of Zman and Lamalamiazman, but again, the more you learn, Rav Nosanzal showed us through so many different psukim in the Torah, why does the Torah mention the day and the time? All, all this terminology, there's a reason for this. It's to teach us these very important concepts. Note today is a special time. Today is Rosh Chodesh. It's different from other times. We say Yalaviyavoy. There's a special union of a Sudan Rosh Chodesh. Ashkenazim do not eat fleshiks on this Rosh Chodesh. Spardim, I believe, are still allowed to eat fleshiks today on Rosh Chodesh. <clears throat> but again, it's a special time. The, the question in the chat, we quoted the Megillah where we said that Ahashveirosh summoned the, his wise people who were called Yoidei Binoloitim. The answer is that we know that Paroi, all the kings in those days, had stargazers. They, again, they were drawing their knowledge, their wisdom from the star, from time, which is controlled, which is defined by the stars, the sun and the moon. So, but that's all tachas azman, that's within zman. The Megillah here is teaching us the secret that Hamelech HaKodesh Baruch Hu, the, the, the kingdom of Kedusha, they're also, the, those who have the greatest knowledge are the ones who are Yoidei Bino Loitim. They are in Bina, they're above zman. They know how to take all the zmanim and connect it to Lamalame Azman. Just like when Avram Avinu said to Hashem, I see in the stars that I am destined not to have any children. Hashem said, you're right, come here. And Hashem put him in the elevator, took him upstairs above the stars, look down. Now you see that you are not tachas hazman, you're not under the stars, you're above the stars. You, the tzaddikim are able to take the zman and elevate it and connect it to lamalami hazman. Wishing everybody a good chodesh. Hashem should turn around just like Purim. Hashem turned around this super tzara to simcha. Hashem should turn around this month of Av, where the, the, the halacha says, b'simcha, that we should have the greatest simcha of all time in this month, the celebration of Bias Mashiach, the Gula Shleim Abimher, Amen, Amen.